Welcome back to Gunsmoke, a Spire RPG actual play from the House of Bob. Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm playing Istrin Malel, the spider descendant midwife. I'm Dan. I'll be playing Hugo Verite, the Vermissian sage. I'm Alex, and I'll be playing Geroth, the cannibalistic carrion priest. I'm Christina, and I'm playing Leon LaCroix, bartender by night, night by day. And I'm Jake, your game master. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit us at patreon.com slash thehouseofbob. Last session, you investigated Ecole St. Marinian, looking for clues regarding Crimson Vigil activity in the area. You found a flyer for the Weeping Maiden, stained in Spire Black, one of the calling cards of the Crimson Vigil. You spoke with some impressionable teens and found out a possible Vigilite meeting location. And you spoke with Matilda, a parent you were worried might have gotten caught up in something dangerous. You decided to check out the Vigilite meeting spot, an old warehouse off Kiln Street, where you saw two Vigilites enter. Moments later, a flash of light and an echoing blast as a gunshot rings out from within. What do you do? I run in. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> oh yes, and I, go. I run in behind her there, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. I guess we're going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I drop my mold nuggets. Mm-hmm. Because <gasps> we picked out stakeout snacks on yeah. the way there from Fungus King. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. So I leave uh, I my mold nuggets minutes. behind. Okay. It sounded like you draw, like threw them on the ground. I was going to put them back in the box. No, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't throw them, but, <laughs> you know, I leave them behind. I get up quickly. Just and have a little care. Remember, we're brothers in fungus. Meanwhile, inside the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> you charge in and you see what you might expect of the inside of an old abandoned warehouse. There are, you know, rotting shelving units and a rickety old wooden ladder that leads up to a second level and that overlooks the warehouse floor. Are there like creaky swinging light fixtures? Oh, you got it. Fuck, except they're, yeah. <laughs> except <laughs> none of them are lit. Uh, oh, okay. uh, electric, it's not electric lights, but they're like, uh, you know, oil lanterns up there that could be lit. Creaked like hell. Oh, yeah. Mm. Nice, nice. So it's pretty dark in here. Yeah, it's pretty dark at the moment, but draw up dark vision. It's fine. So we never need to light the lights. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, you, you have reduced vision in the dark, okay. but still much better than a human or an elfier might be able to see. So actually, I need to know where you guys are coming from, because you guys split up two in the front, two in the back. Who's where? Um, front? Jessica? Sure. Yeah, we're in the front. All right, we're taking the back. Yeah, me and Dan were in the back, because we had our snacks together. <laughs> right, of course, that makes sense. Yeah, we were brothers in fungus. Forever. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> it's a sacred bond. <laughs> Near the back entrance, you see the two vigilites that had just entered in front of you guys. And in front of them by their feet, you see a smoking bullet hole in the ground. In the center of the room, you see two individuals, one of whom is has their hand outstretched with a revolver and with a little wisp of smoke coming out of the barrel and you see that there the revolver is covered in looks like some like religious scripture and it is decorated with white and gold filigree and looks quite nice and fancy like too fancy for around here (laughs) yeah it seems like it yeah one is drow and one is a human the one with the gun human outstretched and they are dressed in kind of red robes 
which I'm sure one of you would recognize as the attire of the followers of the Church of the Gun, which is a religion slash gang, basically, (laughs) that worships guns as God's gift to the mortals so that they may use them to overthrow their oppressors. Yeah, I've heard of them, for sure. (laughs) I know about all the religions in town. Question, so I was just wondering how... Like, often could we ever see a human being around here? Humans are certainly rare, but not unheard of. Day-to-day walking around, you'll see a handful of them. Okay, so it's not, like, super shocking. No. Mm -hmm. But they're not the norm. No. In Red Row, it's a largely drow. There are a handful of humans, gnolls, gutterkin, and, like, three elf here (laughs) that live down here. (laughs) That's what what they do wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to know. Can I use one of my abilities? Can I use Lay of the Land? You probably can. Cool. Let me see. Let me tell everyone about it while you see. You are a trained hunter and others would do well to heed your words. When you enter a dangerous situation, you can name up to three features or opportunities that your allies can take advantage of. The first time you or an ally uses an opportunity, they roll with mastery. For example, cover with a good view of the battlefield, an exit, a badly guarded door, a stack of barrels, etc. Sure. I would say this classifies as a potentially dangerous situation. So, I mean, there's a, you know, <laughs> gunfire and this warehouse is spooky. So, the three things that I've noticed, I've noticed those lights, those like creaking lanterns on chains from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I've noticed those. I've noticed that there is like an upstairs office overlooking most of the warehouse. And I've noticed that there is another exit. And we didn't see this one from outside, but there appears to be another exit out of here. Sure, just like a side door then? Yeah, perhaps it's uh, concealed from outside somehow. Mm-hmm. Don't know. But we couldn't sure. see it from outside. Yeah, sounds good. So yeah, any of you guys can basically tag one of those three things, the oil lanterns, upstairs office, or a side door, and you get mastery on your roll when you do it. Cool. Doesn't necessarily have to be a combat thing, right? You could find some way to use that in other situations as well. And... My last question would be, uh, you guys said you kind of just barged in. Were you trying to be stealthy (laughs) at all? Or do you think you were just uh, running in full tilt? I don't think I was being stealthy. That's fair. One of the kids is in there, so. (laughs) Yeah. I would have attempted to be stealthy, but in the sense that, like, the others made a ruckus. And so I could have ducked in behind them and we're like a distraction, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe whoever's in here, like, misjudges our numbers. Because I try to stay in the shadows. Then the second uh, Hellionite, who are the followers of the Church of the Gun in the center of the room, turns around at you guys busting in through the front door and pulls out their own fancy anointed revolver and just points it in your direction uh, where Istrin and Leon have just come in. And Jareth and Ugo, you are behind, you know, the two Crimson Vigil individuals, so... And then the original Hellionite who had fired their gun, mm-hmm. they, they've noticed you, but they kind of, I think, just assumed that you came in with this first group. And they speak to all of you and say, you all tread upon sacred ground, my children. Perhaps a small tithe would be in order. Your donation would help provide alms to the needy. The crimson vigil individual, (laughs) vigil individual, wearing the leather jacket, he's like, I don't got time for this. The blood moon rises while you sit there cleaning your guns. Let me through. You can tell there's a visceral, you know, tangible tension in the room. And you definitely get the sense that neither party seems interested in backing off. And, you know, as you've heard of, as of late, a lot of the gang violence 
that normally would have been avoided has been a real tinderbox here lately. So that's the situation. So we heard the gunshot. Do we see anyone who's obviously been shot? No, you saw a, a bullet hole just in front of the, yeah, in the ground shot. in front of them. It was just a warning oh, okay. shot. Okay. Yeah. okay. Which side is the kid that we saw from the school on? He was on the back entrance where uh, Jaroth and Ugo are. But like, which, which side what? is he on? <laughs> what do you mean, which side? Because isn't there like, there's the religious order and then there's oh, the vigil. Are, he's with, he's with the vigil. Okay. Vigil. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yep. Yep. That's the what I was vigil, yep. Okay. This is a good question I want to do here. Well, I'm thinking we just let it play out. These two <laughs> seem to be going at it pretty good. Like, we can just clean up the survivors, you know? Uh, very pragmatic. Actually, I'm probably not talking to you because you're on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> but you're thinking this through in my head. radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through the walk and walkie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's something. I mean, Leon doesn't want to have people die if that's possible <laughs> to help out here. But at the same time, I think us making ourselves like super known is probably not great either. There's at least one of them we don't like. How many of each are there here? How many Hellionites? There's two and two, yeah. one vigil person and the kid. Yeah, who you understand the kid to be a vigilite as well. Right. And I will give you, since you nailed the upstairs office, if it's okay with you guys, I'll tag that now to let you know that you know there is a third follower of the gun in that upstairs office with a long rifle. Follower of oh. the sniper. Since I hopefully haven't been noticed yet, I'm going to sneak up to the office. Okay. Maybe I can take care of the sniper. Sure. We'll have you roll uh, Pursue Low Society. Not a Sneak Low Society? Oh, is there Sneak? Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my bad. Uh, sneak Low Society. I did get one ten. Perfect. And a three and a one. Cool. You'll, you'll get up there no problem, and you'll have the drop on the sniper up there. Okay. But that'll take a moment for you to sneak up there, so we'll see what the other three are up to in the meantime. Okay. If anything... Istrin will kind of throw her cloak back so that you can see the red robes, the ceremonial robes that she wears. So cool. And will step forward and will look to the Hellionites and say, we have no quarrel with you. I will take the boy and we will go. And I'm you know, motioning towards the student. The Crimson Vigil, the, the boy and the uh, other Vigilites, a bit kind of surprised to not only for you to be here, but also to uh, kind of take their side. But the Hellionites, uh, well, actually, I guess we'll, we'll have you roll. Why not that? Compel religion, actually. Cool. I have neither of those. There you go. One, two, ten. That's a four. Woohoo. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> did we do it? Did we do it? <laughs> so that is a failure with stress. Oh, boy. You were kind of invoking your authority as a midwife there, right? By you know yeah. throwing open the robes and that kind of thing. It appears that that authority has no power here. Yeah. <laughs> you can see that like that kind of logical appeal that you made, it seems to just go right past them. It doesn't even trigger. You see a sort of fury in their eyes that does not have room for your logic here. Yeah. And you take a three reputation stress. Oof, that hurts. So one, you do have a reputation free slot, right? Uh huh. So one goes to fills that up first, and then you take the remaining two. Okay. And there is a chance that you take fallout, which I will roll for. You do not. Okay. Woo. 
Hugo or Leon, any immediate actions, or do we want to jump up to Droth? I'm just going to get closer. So I'm going to have a knack in like close combat for this session. How much money do I have? <laughs> I don't think we ever really agreed on that no, amount. No, there, there isn't a specific amount. You have a stress called silver. Right, I see that here. I yeah. got two slots. Yeah, so if you want to buy something, we roll against your silver stress. We, we just kind of decide what seems appropriate. It might be a D3, a D6, or a D8. Okay. Depending on how much money you're flashing. And it's possible that, you know, you could take that stress and get fallout, which might mean you're out of pocket or you need to sell something or something like that. What I want to do here is because one of them specifically asked for a tithe Mm -hmm. is that I'm just going to step up with some jingly coins (laughs) and be like, here you go, bro. Yeah. So what do I roll? (laughs) (laughs) You are trying to get him to stand down. Yeah, by just giving trying him the to tithe. relax the situation a little bit anyway. Sure. So I think it'll be Compel Religion. Oh, I got a 10. What? So I jingle some coins, toss them. I have one in each hand and I flick them to both sides so they <laughs> calm down, hopefully. Okay, cool. So you toss a little uh, pouch of coins down towards them. One of them leans over to pick it up and starts poking through it and says... Uh, Well, yes, this uh, should be sufficient. Uh, However, this territory has been claimed in the name of the Church of the Gun and Brother Hellion. You must uh, vacate it immediately. And the two Vigilites, they are not interested in this arrangement. They say, this is Vigil territory. You can't just take it. And they're still kind of at odds with each other, but, you know, they're not immediately attacking. Yeah. You've lowered the temperature here a bit, but again... When you get closer to throw this bag of coins, you see that fury in the eyes as well that uh, Istrin saw earlier. And it subsides for a second, but then it starts to inflame again. But either way, that'll give time to pop over to Jeroth, who has snuck up to the upper office. It's a simple uh, wooden room. There was a, a glass window that's been shattered. Yeah. And you see inside another... Hellionite in their red robes with a uh, rifle that they're pointing down towards the center of the room. Okay. Do it. All right. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. How close am I to this Hellionite? Like, how how close can I get? So if you're at the door, maybe four feet away. Four feet. Okay. Yeah, so it's I not could a huge like, office. I could, like, lunge and get at the Hellionite. Yeah, you can't swing that big sniper rifle around in time. No, and you've got a surprise advantage, so... Yeah. yeah. If you wanted yes, to get I to them, do. you could at any point. <laughs> and a surprise hyena. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> I don't know how the hyena climbed the ladder. <laughs> I carried them. Yeah, you have a you have a That's puppy really backpack. impressive. Yeah, I have a puppy backpack. <laughs> As <laughs> always, just like you pointed that out before, so yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's my puppy backpack. That's how I've yeah. pictured it the whole time. That's how that's how Song <laughs> hangs out with me. He's like his two little paws are usually over my one shoulder. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually pretty cute. Yeah, and his vicious, bloody teeth are always hanging out in people's faces. Well, you're not any more or less scary than before with that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to let Song the hyena out of his puppy backpack, and I'm going to point at the Hellionite for my hyena, and I'm going to shout. Sick him. And I'm going to use my ability, sick him, <laughs> which is when you launch a surprise melee attack on a target, your attacks gain the brutal tag. So I guess my hyena is going to go and pin him down 
so that I can then attack him with a uh, meat cleaver, which is my <laughs> melee oh my weapon. God. Cool, that sounds, cool, cool, yeah, cool. A tenderizer. Or it's called a war cleaver, so I, a huge <laughs> fucking cleaver. He's holding that sniper rifle, and I want to just cut his fucking arms right off so he can't use it. Just Whoa. a well, well-respected member of the community here. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So the skill is fight. Okay. The domain is religion. Okay. You have mastery because you have the surprise. What does mastery do? Do I add another Just another D10. Fuck yeah. So you'll be rolling uh, 3D10? Yes, I will be. I got a nine, a seven, and a five. Awesome. Success without any stress. So Jiro pushes open the door and Song leaps and grabs the back of the Hellionite and, you know, pulls them away from the window into the ground and you come in with the war cleaver. And can you roll your damage? Yeah. Which would be a D6. Okay. Because you have Brutal, you roll twice and take the best. Fuck yeah. And in fact, I think your Rip and Tear applies here as well, which is when you corner your quarry, this guy's stuck in this office with you. Yeah. Which means you roll a one, you re-roll. And if you roll maximum, you roll again and add it. I didn't roll a one or maximum, but I did roll a four. A four. Yeah. Which I believe is enough. Nice. Take off some arms. Or do I just kill this guy outright? It's your choice. You have defeated this foe, whether you want to have just crippled them or annihilated their very soul. I slice his arms off at the elbows and he bleeds out on the floor. Well, yeah. Yeesh. Both arms. That's how big my cleaver is. <laughs> that is impressive. So the one issue with that um, is that that is not a silent death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like anime spraying blood everywhere. <laughs> well, horror you, movie level. <laughs> no, I mean, we're all the way up in the office. Yeah, he's looking through the window, though. You cut off the arms and this individual howls in pain and curses and cries out like some kind of hell scream mm-hmm. and the two Hellionites down at the uh, warehouse floor one of them looks up with a look of shock and horror at the you know blood splattered on the window of the office <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> fuck yeah so cool but scary can I use that as a distraction Leon is going to sock the guy who yeah. looked up <laughs> sure yeah no you guys still have the advantage here at this a point jump. so yeah. cool. Yeah, no, my first reaction when that all happens and he looks up is to uppercut him, I guess, actually, <laughs> as hard as I can. Nice. <laughs> sure, with your weapon or? Fist in this case. Okay. Sure, so yeah, same thing, fight uh, religion. Seven is my best one. Success at a cost. Take stress. Blood stress. After that scream rings out, you uh, run up towards the distracted Hellionite in the center of the room and go for a hit but he just at the last minute spins around. He doesn't have a clean shot on you, but he just fires off a bullet and it probably grazes you for three blood stress. But you have armor. I do. You have three armor. So it all just goes to armor. One of the standard pieces of equipment for a knight is this quarter plate. So he turns around and fires a shot and it just hits into the shoulder, the pauldron that you're wearing and does three damage to your armor. Armor refreshes at the end of a situation. So oh, okay, cool. We still need your damage. Right. How much for punching? <laughs> I think officially a punch is one. <laughs> but <laughs> I got big meaty Yeah, hands. I think we'll, we'll call it a, a D3 because you've got the advantage. I got a three. So what does that mean? A three would be two damage. Two damage. 
hopefully just enough to daze him or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to kill him specifically. <laughs> yeah, you get in there, give him the uppercut. This is the human. He gets you know hit backwards a couple feet, is pushed backwards with the momentum. He takes two damage, which is not enough to take him out, but you got him on the back foot. Cool. Anybody else want to jump in? I want to sneak around. So I'm going to get behind maybe the guy with the gun and I'll pull up my crossbow and kind of stick it in his back. Sure. So there are the two Hellionites in the center. Mm -hmm. They both are armed with these revolvers. You did earlier say you were kind of trying to get a little closer. Mm -hmm. So let's have you do sneak and religion. Neither. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to help, but I can't help with either of us. Can I use my knack of close combat? I guess that's not the combat part of it, so I guess not. We can fold it into one action because we, we don't need to roll for every little thing you do. So, Fair enough. Yeah, so if you want to try to sneak up and get a shot at him from point blank, then uh, it is still sneak and religion, but you could use your close combat knack. So that okay. would give you another d10. I got an eight. You uh, sneak by one of the shelves and a pile of old crates and come around the other side without your folding crossbow mm-hmm. and take a shot. D6 damage. I got a four. As I asked Alex, it's up to you whether you disable or eliminate this individual. So, But you've done enough to take him out. I'm going for disable. Okay. How does that work with a crossbow? (laughs) I shoot him in the kidney. He has two. In his shooting hand. (laughs) Yeah, I guess a kidney shot. He just collapses to the floor in pain and is out of the fight, essentially. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. The two Vigilites, when the gunfire and screaming started, they kind of dived for cover. Istrin, if you want an action, there's still the one Hellionite in the center of the room that was currently facing off with Leon. I'm going to pull out my twin razors and attack him. So that's a fight religion. Well, that bounced on my keyboard, but it landed on a nine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take it. Thank you, keyboard. Awesome. D6 damage. Six. Oh my gosh. Uh, Over to you. How do you uh, deal with this individual? I'm going to stab him in his hand so he drops the gun. So it's a disable. Sounds good. Other than some murmurs of uh, pain and mumbled screams from the uh, two individuals at your feet, it appears that the battle is over. The two vigilites poke out from behind the uh, boxes. You can see the kid there. He's turned white. He is terrified. But then there's the older man uh, with the leather jacket who comes out and he's like, whoa, good fighting, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cute. He thinks we're on his side, right? (laughs) Man, you know, if you'd just given me another minute, I could have taken care of him. But, you know, appreciate the help. Saves me getting my jacket dirty. Speaking of his jacket, (laughs) I yank him over Ah. (laughs) by the scruff of his his jacket. Hey, man, what are you doing? Friend, we need to talk. And then I kind of motioned to Vinice to escort the other kid back home or something sure. out of this situation. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Istrin is glaring at the kid, like, go home. <laughs> I'll see you at school. <laughs> yeah, oh, you no. are so, you're the truancy cops. Yeah. Are you ready for detention tomorrow? <laughs> Eternal detention. Hey, lay off the jacket, man. What do you want? So this is the guy who's been most likely recruiting kids? or at You least, think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well... I'm going to push him into a chair and be like, dude, we need to talk. You've been recruiting kids for your gang, and we just cannot have that. Better than them getting shipped off to serve some Alfred Dickwad. 
I can't argue with that. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do about it? If you're not going to save these kids, I will. We won't get them killed ourselves. And that seems to be what you do most. He's kind of like, gives you a big eye roll. Well, yeah, a little eye roll, but then he kind of seems to think about it for a moment and says, I don't know who you guys are, but we're trying to make a difference here. And if you can't see that, then we don't got time for you. Ain't nobody going to stand in our way, even if you are a fellow drow. And I'm like literally standing in his way while he's in the chair. (laughs) Yeah, and I have my crossbow pointed at the the back of his head now. (laughs) Hmm. I feel like I want to use braggadocio, but I don't know what I could convince him of. Let's make him look stupid. He's he's only getting these kids because he has this cool ass jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rip his jacket. No, but if we rip it, then it'll look cooler once he stitches it back up. <laughs> no, get like, away. Rip, rip the sleeves off. No. Or does he have like a patch on the jacket? Do you guys have any idea what cool is? <laughs> I do. That's what I'm saying. No. It's not working. Yeah, like we just need to take the jacket away from him. Right. Just take I don't think it's the jacket that's convincing these kids, or maybe it is. I'm not sure. With my braggadocio anyways, I can convince an NPC that I can do something and they automatic believe me. I feel like I could maybe try to threaten him, but I don't know in what way. So if one of you guys has a good suggestion. Let me help you with that. I would like to use protector's eye and know what this NPC wishes to protect above all else. Once per situation, and I assume this is a different situation. It's got to be his jacket. Hmm. This <laughs> leather jacket? Yeah. That's the only thing. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. No. What a very uh, three dimensional character you built here. Yeah. <laughs> what Leon's going to convince him he can do is fit in the jacket. <laughs> you can look better in the jacket than he can. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, okay. Uh, he wishes to protect. Uh, above all else. This is going to be a fun skill for you to deal with throughout yeah, this. I'm going to have to just come up with a bunch of them beforehand and fit them in. You get the sense through your mystical magical ways that, you know, his intentions are genuine, that he wants to protect the drow as a whole, as a community. He wants to fight for a better future for them. But you know from other experience that they're willing to sacrifice today for tomorrow. Yeah. Literally the youth for, yeah. for their yeah, cause. And they're recruiting kids. Mm-hmm. So I will say to him, and what happens when you recruit all of these children and there are no drow left because you have murdered the young in your pursuit for their freedom? I don't know. You're the midwife. That's your job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this no. kid. <laughs> <laughs> He seems just too angry to have a good answer for that. He's just like, well, I mean, you know, it's nothing's changed for 200 years. We're going to make change and, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. You've heard it all before. Mm -hmm. You also get the sense that he's kind of maybe figuring out who you guys are and who you work for. And he says, you guys have been sitting on your hands for 200 years. Nothing's changed. It's our time now. Uh, Do I kill him? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the problem is if we kill him I mean I'm not saying no no but is he going to be a martyr <laughs> yeah exactly like another one will take his place right so that's sort of why I want to try to convince him of something but I'm just not quite sure does he seem like he's a particularly important vigilite or he's just like a guy he's just the guy they put in charge of child recruitment <laughs> <laughs> he's got the school district <laughs> yeah he's the Ombudsman for this area. 
he must have some level of authority to, you know, he's obviously in charge of some cell or group of these individuals. But yeah, you wouldn't suspect he's like super high up or anything, no. I guess the question would be, you know, what what do you want out of him at this point? Is it information? Is it to convince him entirely to change his ways? Is it just to get him out of the way? Um, And then we can try to figure it out from there. Yeah, I think we want him to stop. Yeah, I thought that was the whole point is we want him to stop. Yeah, our objective of this like storyline is to have them not recruit children, right? Yes. I mean, that's part of it, right? You know that that's a bad thing that's happening right now. But if you just convince this guy, that's not going to... You know. But the, the Crimson Vigil is still causing yeah. chaos in Red Row. Right. So, like, we still want to stop, slow down. Yeah, they're still being something. violent and dangerous and will potentially provoke reprisal, right? Right. Blowing up something, yeah. probably. Yeah. So this, well, you might be able to, you know, change this individual's mind. That's not going to stop the bigger picture. Hmm. Informa- information's the best we could. Yeah. We don't want to kill him outright. Can we, like, Frame him for Jaroth's murder that he committed. <laughs> Blackmail him. I mean, we we might need to kill the other two because they know that he didn't yeah. kill that guy up there. Yeah. <laughs> Do we just kill everyone? <laughs> <laughs> Is this just another we kill everyone? Yeah, that's not the answer I want, but like these guys don't seem to like listen to reason. They don't want to talk to us. No. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe, hmm. We can use this specific guy. I mean, I'm not saying we're not going to kill those other ones because I don't know what to do with the guns, guys. I don't like them. No. And I want to get my money back. (laughs) And maybe they're guns. Their guns look cool. Yeah. I don't like guns, though. I'm like Batman like that. (laughs) (laughs) You're fine with your giant morning star. Uh Exactly. Like Batman. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. Can I? I think I might have a skill. I want to figure out if these guys have done their durance. Of the Hellionites, one is human and wouldn't have done one. Fair enough. Yeah. One is an older drow, so almost certainly has. And then there is the Vigilite, who is also an older drow and almost certainly has. Yeah. Okay. Because I was thinking, like, we can get them arrested for, like, skipping out on that or something, but... No. Just I think they're all adults. (laughs) We're dealing with an adult particularly who is recruiting children, which is, that's the biggest problem. Technically of age. (laughs) But, yeah. Still kids with their whole future ahead of them. Yeah. I would like to try to see if we can convince this guy maybe to be a narc for us. (laughs) A spy, I guess is a better way to put that. Okay. So I'm gonna pressure him. So he doesn't believe we're doing any work but we're here we're we're here now doing something so that can't be true right what can we say that we are planning to do maybe that might impress him or can we scare him you know that's when i rip off his jacket yeah i mean he's seen what we can do yeah that's a good point yeah so he's saying oh like we're not doing anything but in a matter of minutes we have disarmed you disarmed them and we are ready to make a move very soon. Okay. Against the Crimson Visual, if it comes to that. Okay, so if your angle is a threat there, I'd say that's a little different. Yes. I think I have a skill that could add to that threat. I could pull out some, like, personal information about him or something like that. We know things. Yeah, I can use my ability called the Vault. So I have access to vast informational resources of the Sages 
while inside the vault. Oh, I'm not inside the vault. Yeah, I think that that's possible, but it's the kind of thing that takes time. You have to go find an entrance to the Vermissian. And, yeah, yeah, it's not really a on the whim kind of thing. But okay, never mind. I will indicate that that is a possibility that <laughs> we can find out about <laughs> you, more about you, and you don't want us to get into your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want to braggadocio that you if can... If it works in this situation. I, I think so, if the angle is you can ruin this person. Yeah. You are capable of inflicting terrors upon him he can not yes. imagine. Okay. You got dirt on you, man. <laughs> I will find it. Leon, uh, do you want to describe a little what you say there? Sure. I basically lean in real close and whisper into his ear. You may think we don't make a difference, but what we can do is make your life a living hell. And I draw my finger across my throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks around at the uh, bodies beside him and splatters of blood up above and the scary hyena growling <sighs> in the corner and the spider woman with her razor blades drawn. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then who goes there too? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Looking in a book and pointing at it. <laughs> yeah. Doing my research. <laughs> What's your last name? At first, you still see that fury and rage in the eyes that seems for a moment unshakable, but it starts to clear. He shakes his head a little bit and seems to collect himself for a moment. And he says, I believe you. I just saw what you just did. Look, we're, we're, supposed, to be, we're supposed to be allies on this. We have the same goal. Maybe maybe we can work together and figure something out. I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> no more kids. He nods effusively and says, yeah, man, they're they're worthless anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That kid kid bolted as soon as he could. You know, I ran in and tried to fight, but, you know, Uh uh, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Uh You also have Uh to give up your leather jacket. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, if you want to help, maybe we can actually make a difference here. You should go talk to Ignatius. He's going to be at the showing of the Weeping Maiden tomorrow at the arena. You should go talk to him. He's got big plans. You might be able to help. All right. I stand up straight and I dust off his jacket (laughs) and I'm like, that's good to know, friend. And then I look to the three of you and I'm like, I guess we're going to have to deal with the rest of these guys. When you look at me, I'm miming like, take his jacket because I'm (laughs) (laughs) I want him to be our friend. (laughs) All right. Get my own leather jacket. Did we get his name? (laughs) He didn't know. Okay. Jake's making one up right now. No, it's Corvy. Oh, okay. Corby. Okay. Hey, Corby. Which you pulled out of him during interrogation at some uh-huh. point. Uh-huh. That's it, right? Uh, <laughs> for the session. Yeah. Maybe we should say how we disappear these bodies. These people. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to worry about it. It's just an empty warehouse. D- despite the fact that they wronged us. a human. There's a human, whatever. I mean, Jeroth has a responsibility to the people of the spire to uh, ensure that their spirits reach the next life. Oh my God. Does that include right humans now? though? That's why I'm saying that. You have to do this right now. Just going to step outside while you're... Yeah, we'll meet you back at the base. <laughs> you do your dark deeds. He allows his hyena to have a little feast. You have a little nibble too, I bet. We'll never know because we'll we left never it. Know. <laughs> Rumor has it. <laughs> and he ushers their souls to the next life. It's the least he can do. Okay. As Song uh, consumes the bodies, Jeroth can see the spirits of the drow leave their bodies and ascend to the afterlife. And we will be back in two weeks. Thank you for listening to this episode of The House of Bob. If you've enjoyed the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
Tell a friend. Hit us up on social media. We're at the House of Bob on most platforms. And stop by our Discord channel where you can chat with us and like-minded individuals. If you've enjoyed the show and you'd like to support us financially, stop by our Patreon. Patreons get bonus content, including a monthly bonus recording for things like director's commentary and one-shots. They also get RPG zines and a monthly blog post. And I want to make a very special, huge thanks to all our current patrons. Our work for this episode was by Jacob Javits. Audio production by Alex, Vestronomic Audio. And the music was by Duke Albert. Once again, a huge thanks to everybody for listening. Have a great day. Roll on. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's, uh, it's Jeroth, by the way. Jeroth. Jeroth. Yeah. Jeroth. Jeroth. Jer? Jeroth. Yeah. Jerry. Yeah. It's not Jerry. It's like Jerry. 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 You know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I did roll Silver Stress. No, you, you get a crit, so you're, you're fine. Never mind. You're good. Um, forget that. <laughs> Silver stress. No, my money. <laughs> the two vigil individuals. I keep on saying vigil individual and it throws me off every time. <laughs> time to pop over to Jeroth, who has successfully snuck up to Jeroth. 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 Yeah, yeah. Jeroth. Such a hard name to say. <laughs> J- J- Jeroth. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why is your face covered in chocolate? <laughs> huh? Sure, chocolate. Oh, what did you eat? <laughs> it's a bedtime, bud. Oh, <laughs> he just starts mashing my keyboard. <laughs> yep, yep, that seems right. And then a baby enters the room. Ah, <laughs> Stomps around. <laughs> Why do you oh. have chocolate on your face? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm trying to find a D3 up in this bitch. You won't find one. Oh, okay. You don't exist. So scary nurse. You really are metal as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Also, you're friends with a guy who eats people, so. <laughs> yeah. We don't generally tell everyone that, right? <laughs> well, you know. Um, do we know that you eat people? I don't know if we know. I know. <laughs> I don't think, know. If you I, think, guys know. I think we know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. As the drow souls make their way to New Heaven, which is on the moon. <laughs> what? You really <laughs> interjected that so fast. New <laughs> <laughs> right. okay. Heaven is on the moon. I don't make up the rules. <laughs> the moon. Boom, boom, boom. Rip. Thank you. Human. Yeah. And, mm. and the human just rots there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Did we kill the human? They were part of the ones that we were fighting. You disabled them, I believe. But yeah, I shot yeah. one in the kidney. It was not dead. Well, so, you know, I, mean, I think they, they're. I think they're out of the picture. They, one way they are all. They, dead. Dead. <laughs> they weren't dead at the time. Uh-huh. Song was still hungry. Yeah. yeah, like unless you administered first aid and took them somewhere, they'll just die there eventually. Yeah, well, like that's he just did that's not. Leather man's like. That's Leatherman. his job. No. Sure. <laughs> Maybe Leatherman dealt with it and later they'll all come back and yeah, get I would like on you. Plausible uh-huh. deniability. <laughs> For who? Like, I ain't kill nobody. <laughs> their, bo- their bodies are gone. There's no yeah, exactly. there's nothing to deny. Um <laughs>